I know, I'm tired of me saying it too, but it's the 2017 classic Double True. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm a former Hallmark hater. Today, we're discussing The Perfect Catch, which originally premiered on the Hallmark Channel in March 2017 as part of our fan favorite throwback series. We love our listeners, and we'd love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So please come follow us on Instagram. We are in two different places. We are at Girls Gone Hallmark and at Megan and Wendy. Come jump into our Facebook group. This is where the fan requests come from. I ask 99% exclusively in Facebook group. Yeah. What movies do you want us to review? And I know for sure February's movie are totally requested on them. And I know there's a lot of happy people about there. So I'm a little bit worried about reviewing those two movies. But come over to our, um, our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. Girls Gone Hallmark. Girls Gone Hallmark. <laughs> Do you know what I'm referring to? <laughs> Girls Gone Hallmark. Okay. I have an email that we received. Oh, okay. From a woman named Barbara. By the way, we have nine Barbaras in our Facebook group. Nine? Might be the most common name in that group. Okay. This was in response to last week's review of The Irresistible Blueberry Farm, and she had a lot of insight into our review. I'm going to read a segment of this. She does start with a compliment, but I'm going to jump right into the constructive criticism. Okay. I, and I don't, this episode, this uh, email wasn't mean-spirited. I think this is a really interesting take. Barb says, you really missed the mark on the Irresistible Blueberry Farm review, however. Neither of you mentioned the heart of the story, how Ellie discovered her grandmother's early life as a painter and how she had to make the difficult choice to give it all up, including the love of her life. When Ellie was shown the beautiful mural in the young woman's home, covered for decades under wallpaper, that started a chain of events that brought the story alive. The paintings, setting, and cinematography were gorgeous. The discovery of living blueberry plants and the endangered butterfly research wrapped it up beautifully. And then she goes on to say some nice things about our review. When I responded to her, I thought it was really interesting because if you remember this episode, you, Wendy, talked about the how this movie is a fan favorite and what causes it to be. And you really connected with the Mark Blucas line about how he felt like he was living in someone else's skin when he was living in Boston with his. Right. And I thought that was really interesting because I think it speaks to, and this email speaks to the fact that people connect to these movies for different reasons. I did not connect to the blueberry farm portion of the story. Not me neither. And I actually think the story of the grandmother when told by Barb is quite beautiful. Right. But I don't think the movie did as great of a job focusing on the grandmother's story. Make the romance less of the story and the bigger part of the story be like honoring the grandmother and where she came from and her history and her story would have been an incredible movie. Yes, instead of this torn between two lovers yeah. story with this, okay, grandma, ghost grandma in the background. Hey, we love your emails. Thank you for that. I appreciate that perspective. I do. I really love to hear everybody else's perspective. 
because I yeah. truly believe it's little portions of these movies that people connect to and what makes them special to them. Yes, definitely. That happens a lot in our Facebook group, too. There's a lot of disagreement in there and not in a contentious way. Someone liked this week's newer movie that this episode's coming out later in the week. And it was funny. They were like, I have not really been on the same page with y'all this mm. month, mm-hmm. this year, 2024. I think it said, Wendy, I hated a Scottish love scheme. You are so wrong. She was like, didn't do it for me. I, sh- I think she was very diplomatic. That's the word I was said. looking for. Yes, yes. Exactly. So y'all do not have to agree with us all the time. We love no, your feedback. That's, that's the best part about this. All right, Wendy, hit us with a synopsis. Yes. Jessica, a single parent, owner of a struggling diner, finds the inspiration she needed when her high school boyfriend, Chase, a professional baseball player, returns to town. The Perfect Catch was directed by Stephen R. Monroe. He has 56 directing credits, including one of Girls Gone Hallmark's favorites, Love to the Rescue. Monroe also directed Pumpkin Pie Wars, Caribbean Summer, and A Winter Getaway. Ooh, Pumpkin Pie Wars, another wildly different experience for the two of us. I liked it. This movie has three writers credited. First is Hans Wasserberger. He gets both story and teleplay credit. Hans has 16 writing credits, and his additional Hallmark credits include I'm Not Ready for Christmas and A Novel Romance. Also with a teleplay credit, we have the writing team of Greg Rossin and Brian Sawyer. They have 39 writing credits, which include Three Bed, Two Bath, One Ghost, The Professional Bridesmaid, The Santa Stakeout, and quite a few of the crossword puzzle mystery movies. That's a pretty good writing team. Those movies, the ones we named, Santa Stakeout, Three Bed, Two Bath, One Ghost, great movies. Nikki DeLoach plays Jessica. We most recently saw Nikki as Professor Ambrose in True Justice Family Ties, a movie she also co-wrote. She has a staggering 71 acting credits, which include 19 Hallmark movies, She and Andrew Walker can be seen in the Curious Caterer series. Speaking of Andrew Walker, he plays Chase Tainer. Andrew has 84 acting credits, including appearances early in his career on Are You Afraid of the Dark and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Lately, he appears to work almost exclusively with the Hallmark Channel. His first Hallmark appearance appears to be in Debbie McCumber's Dashing Through the Snow. That was in 2015, co-starring Megan Ory of Chesapeake Shores fame. Chance Hurst. Field plays Wesley, Nikki's son. Chance is now a 17-year-old actor with 26 acting credits. He is most well-known for his role as Danny Dixon on A Million Little Things, where he appeared in 79 episodes. He also appeared in two other Hallmark movies, Sign, Sealed, Delivered, and Christmas List. Vincent Dangerfield plays Brett Thompson, a.k.a. Boring Brett. Vincent, no relation to Rodney, has 19 acting credits, including the Hallmark Project's A Tale of Two Christmases, Darrow and Darrow, and A Gift for Christmas. Can you imagine having the name Dangerfield? I'm sure he is always asked. Are you related to Rodney? Always. My last name is Nielsen, and people always relate that to the The Nielsen's rating system. Yeah. Weird, right? Lisa DeRoopt plays Nina. We recently saw Nina in The Irresistible Blueberry Farm. Among her other 70 acting credits, she's been in Murder, She Baked and the Hannison Winston mystery movies. Time for them to come home for Christmas and Netflix's To All the Boys, Always and Forever. 
Pelin Johnson plays mom Lindy Tainer. Pelin has been a working actress for 36 years and has racked up 120 acting credits with three projects currently in the works. She was in the first Final Destination movie and a number of Hallmark projects like Finding Father Christmas, Engaging Father Christmas, and Marrying Father Christmas. Most recently, she was seen in Magic and Mistletoe from 2023's Countdown to Christmas series. Eric Keenly side plays Mason Tainer. Much like his on-screen wife, Eric has been working for nearly 40 years and has earned 198 acting credits. Incidentally, he was in Final Destination 2 and has appeared in many of the Martha's Vineyard Mysteries on Hallmark. Got it. What is your first impression of The Perfect Catch? My first impression of this movie is Hallmark seems to give their athletes a one-strike-and-you're-out policy. Mm. Very similar to that Marco Grazzini. Hearts in the game. Yeah, they were both pitchers, right? And then they One had... bad game and you're out. Yeah, that's not how it works. No. I, I don't know a lot about baseball. You know sports. People make mistakes. Sure. Brock Purdy on the 49ers cannot get his S together, and yet his team's going to the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. I, okay, here's my first impression. Safe and super boring. <laughs> Let's talk about what we liked because here's what I think. This was a fan favorite recommended movie. And I look, you got Nikki Deloach, you got Andrew Walker. What's not to like? Well, I think this is a perfectly fine movie. Mm-hmm. It's also perfectly forgettable. A hundred percent. Is it a easy way to pass an hour and a half? Sure. This is a Hallmark classic in many ways. It's not rocking the boat. It sums up 2017 perfectly for Hallmark. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sure Andrew and Nikki are not thrilled with the it's fine review. I don't think they listen to our podcast. All okay. Right. I mean, when we run into them on the Hallmark Channel Christmas cruise, if one of them walks up to us with a phone and is fine, it's fine. I mean, if that were to happen, I stand by it. Look, I've done many jobs that I'm like not super proud of, right? So you telling me? I don't think there's, it's not to be proud of. I think they did their jobs just fine. I like Nikki and Andrew. I just think this story is just is so safe. It's so yes. safe. Which in 2017 is what people wanted from Hallmark. First of all, I hate when Hallmark does sports movies. I don't think they're ever quite accurate. Yeah. It just doesn't play well on TV. I just, I can't stand it. Overall, I thought, like you said, I thought it was a little forgettable. Mm. But with that said... Nikki Deloach, for me, I think has a captivating presence, and I like her a lot. She's charming and warm. Like, she's one of the actresses I will tune in for on the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. I just, this story was just, like, not it. Like, I don't want to watch this, like, struggling single parent, which I don't have any problems with single parents. I like stories that involve single parents because I want relatable TV that makes me feel something. But she, here she is. She's like this diner owner that's not really cutting it. And this mom who doesn't know how to like relate to her son in the sports kind of way. I just, I found it all just baseline depressing. Oh, interesting. I think Nikki Deloach has a lot of range. I really like this softer maternal side of her seen in this movie. But I think you jump to a movie like, what's that Halloween, not Hallmark movie that I loved so much that it was actually a names. terrible movie. I thought she was great in that and a very different character. What was that movie called? Spellbound? Spelled with a kiss? Something of Something. magic. 
a magic kiss. I can't remember it right now. It was literally three months ago that we talked about this movie. Your point is what? That I think she has a lot of range. I think that character, that sassy, doesn't know she's a witch, young, flirty, playful character, Mm -hmm. very different from this business owner, single mom, trying to get by, focused on work and her family and her love life takes a little bit of a backseat. What's that face? I agree with you. I think a lot of our Hallmark actors end up a little bit typecast, and I think she can play it all. Like I said, I liked her. I was rooting for her success. I was rooting for her success for the diner and a single parent and so on and so forth. Now, I do have some wishes. I will get to it. Yeah. My next thing I liked... Chase's dad is the biggest jerk in this movie. He's so condescending. When they're at the dinner table and he says, oh, you don't want to hurt those million-dollar hands? Yeah, he doesn't. But It's like his job. Totally. If he had stayed home and run a construction business and was like, I don't want to do something dangerous that could break my back so that I can't do my job, you wouldn't think twice about that. But because his job is throwing a baseball and you've decided that's frivolous in spite of the fact that he's obviously set for life because of this job he has, that's not good enough. But tell me how a dad is not proud of his son because it's it's not easy to make it in Major League Baseball, right? So he's had to work in his entire life, I'm sure, to get to this position. And the dad's just, first of all, this is so funny to me because you're like, let me tell you what I like. This dad sucks. He does suck. I liked it because it made me feel very uncomfortable. Oh. And it was like the only part of the movie. You liked the drama of it. Yes. What's yes. interesting about that is I had the million dollar hands comment he made a couple of times. I was like, that's gross. Just stop. You're gross. kind of jerk because yeah. he's here right now mm-hmm. and you're ruining it. I wonder if he, is he upset, ashamed with his son for blowing that big game. And then here he's like back home and he doesn't have a contract. Well, it, but it doesn't make sense because later in the movie, he's like, in your first game, your mom and I were there. And we didn't want to put that pressure on you. Oh, so you loved him so much. You like flew out and secretly went to this game. You were so proud. But like when he's home, are you putting up a wall because it hurts you when he leaves and he's not there? Your child is an adult. He left. He went to go do a job. I'm sorry. It's not in your small town. I, it just, that you have I one restaurant and a second one opens and all of a sudden that's business ending drama. Yeah. Okay. Did you like anything else about this movie? I liked Lisa DeRupt. She's the cutest. Freaking adorable. And she's one of those ones to me now. I'm like, why has she never had a lead role? Yeah. I don't get it. She plays quirky best friend. Yeah. That gets old after a while. I think Andrew Walker plays the perfect fake baseball player. Is this your liked? Yeah. Interesting. When you look at the 2017 group of Hallmark actors and you're like, which one's it gonna be? It's gonna be Andrew Walker. Who else is it gonna be? Fair. And then I think the 2023 baseball player as Marco Grazzini also makes the most sense. Okay. This is someone who follows baseball. Did you like anything else? No. Okay. I've got a lot of wishes, so let's get into it. Okay. Can I start? Please. I didn't think there was a ton of depth from the characters of Jessica and Chase especially Chase. Mm. I found Chase to be pretty unlikable. Mm. And I thought uh, that say not Andrew. That means that I think Andrew played Chase pretty because you're this once like big time baseball stud who got this like million dollar contract. Mm. And now you got an ego to go with that, of course. You get all these hotties out on the road and whatever. (laughs) You're driving your silver Mercedes. 
And then he comes home because he like blew it big time, but he's got like a chip on his shoulder, right? Can't get the next contract. The manager's not manager. His agent's not like agenting. Agenting. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So he's got this big chip on his shoulder. And I thought, Andrew played him pretty well. He's super unlikable. I don't like this guy. I'm not rooting for this guy. First of all, I think it goes without saying that a pitcher in the World Series isn't immediately unhirable after one bad game. One bad game, maybe even one bad inning. Let's move on from that. There's so many pitchers. If you have a bad inning or a couple, he gave up a grand slam, but that's one bad pitch. I guess he let the bases get loaded. But at the point that he let the bases get loaded, that's the pitching coach's problem who should have taken him out of the game. Totally. (laughs) Do not let this guy then throw the pitch that's going to score four runs. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. They are both in relationships in this movie as they're falling for each other. I know I'm tired of me saying it too, but it's the 2017 classic double trope. Is he technically in a relationship? He's just got this hot model piece of He's in a relationship. It's not a one with a lot of depth, but he has a girlfriend. All right. And she's off modeling somewhere, right? I think that's what she was like in Europe modeling or something stupid like that. I'm about to earn us another Girls Gone Woke review. Are you ready for it? Yes, ma'am. Send your emails. Attention, Megan. And Wendy at gmail.com. Here we go. Father, son, games, and all of their related brethren, father, son, picnics, mother, daughter, this, dance, whatever. Stop it. Mm. They have got to go. Mm. It's not that hard to come up with some other adult big kid combo that allows different kinds of families to participate without othering people. And I know of which I speak because, look, I have brought this stuff up at PTA meetings when they're like, hey – I don't have an elementary school kid anymore, but I did. And they had a father-daughter dance. And I was like, yo, this is not cool. Call it anything else. AI could write you a cute title for a parent-child dance. Mm -hmm. Spend three minutes. It's othering to children in our community that don't have fathers. And their response literally in that meeting was not some kids are just going to be left out of some things. It's not that hard to create an inclusive environment in which all different kinds of families can participate. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think there's just like this mindset. I had this at elementary school, too. was like there was like a father-daughter dance and people wanted to rename it. They did to the sweetheart dance. But still, there's still this mindset that people have. They have this idea of what they want it to be. And they don't like people who ruffle up against that. And then people will say, that's a nice moment for the father-daughter. Or this baseball gives a nice moment for the father-son. No one's saying you can't have that. Make it father-son. But don't make it so that anybody who doesn't have the father-son situation Mm -hmm. can't participate without being like, that's my mom on the field in a father-son jersey. Yeah. It's 2024, y'all. Granted, this was 2017. It's not that hard. Yeah, yeah. Do you have more wishes? Because I do. I have a couple. Tell me why Nikki and Andrew are the Catherine Hepburn and Spencer (laughs) Tracy of Hallmark. Why are they always in movies together? I don't understand this pairing. Because to me, they give brother and sister. Mm. I want to think like in The Curious Caterer when I think of that series. Is there some hot tension between them? Maybe in the first episode, but since then, like, not really. And because they're such good friends in real life. They give 17th date to me. They don't give brother and sister, but they don't give first date fireworks because they're so comfortable. Okay, so off topic, I recently saw on Andrew's Instagram, he's promoting Home Chef. 
He's, he did a sponsor ad for Home okay. Chef. And who shows up in it? Nikki? Nikki DeLoach. And they are in a kitchen. And they're both talking about how great Home Chef is. And I'm like, you guys aren't a couple in real life. This is super weird. Why are you doing this? Shouldn't Andrew's wife and or Nikki's husband be in this instead? Yeah, that's weird. You're not in the same kitchen cooking dinner. It just is weird to me. They have now cemented themselves as this Hallmark duo, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. I don't get it. And now they're doing sponsored work as a pair. As a fake couple. I don't get it. That is bizarre to me. It's weird. Okay. One more wish. Two more wishes. I hated all the baseball stuff. I think I already covered that. Even the professional stuff to the Little League shit. I hated it all. Maybe it's because I don't like baseball. I don't know. Boyfriend Brett is a terrible boyfriend. If I had a boyfriend, I'm married. If my husband brought me an air purifier, I might be okay with it. But a boyfriend who is like courting me? No. Yeah, I could get down with an air purifier if my husband came home with one. But we've been married for... 18 and a half years. years. Yeah, exactly. It's different. Like this, whatever. Yeah, there's no romance in it. Absolutely not. And then he bounces on her birthday. Yeah. I would have been pissed. I would have been so pissed. And finally, he shits all over her dream of maybe being a food truck owner. It's not practical. Who cares, dude? That's not your job. You're not her financial advisor. I just hated him. Although I think her food truck is a terrible idea, but we'll get into it. Yeah, 2017. My final wish is could we have a touch of communication, please? The final conflict is easily resolved with two steps. I don't even know this guy's name. What's Andrew's name? His name is Chase. Chase. Andrew says, hey, Spence, can I fly out Saturday morning, please? I have a big event I need to attend on Friday afternoon that I've committed to. Yeah. And then he says, hey, Jess, I got to go to work, but let's work out a plan for us to see each other. Yeah. Not like I got to go to work by the our world has ended. People are married and travel for professional sports all the time. Yeah. And finally, the, also the communication is terrible because they are not actually offering him a playing position, but they're offering him a coaching position. And his agent, A, didn't know that or B, didn't disclose it and wants to get him on a plane to get offered a coaching job, which wasn't even what he wanted. I know. And now he's a ready scout to retire. That's what I don't understand. I'm just going to give it all and be a scout, which I'm sure is a perfectly fulfilling job. But he didn't seem to be done with baseball. You know what would be better if he like was playing baseball, got injured, has to have the Tommy John surgery or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I know a little bit about baseball. <laughs> That would have been a better, now what do I do with my life? Now I'm back home. What do I do now? Now my agent's finding me something else. Sure. I, but even after Tommy John, they come back. Otani had Tommy I John. Know, I know. And he just got $1 billion dollars from about the Dodgers. That? Every Angel fan knew he was leaving the Angels. It's, it was. My husband, who has been a lifelong Angel fan, born and raised in Orange County, is I don't know if I can cheer for the Angels anymore. I, they have just completely ruin their entire organization because they not because of otani if they just can't get their shit together no they're a mess is trout even still there yeah trout's gonna retire from the angels i mean what was his contract 700 million dollars something crazy so sad they need new ownership there sorry bye Artie. Artie's gotta go okay are you ready for did you see that just turned off the podcast no come back because i got some hot takes and did you see that and did you see that i Hated this movie so much that I didn't watch it that closely, but I do have two thanks to correspondent Mike. Yeah. Mike wrote us an email. He talks about boyfriend Brett cheering on Jessica and Chase at the end of the movie. 
Like Ra, he's so excited in the stands, like laughing and clapping. And thinking about it, I think, well, maybe he just figured out, like, maybe he didn't really like Jessica. He gave her an air purifier. Maybe he was like, oh, she's yours now, dude. Maybe. But also the weirdest part about that is then like at the they, the game hasn't even started. They kiss. It pans out. Jessica's parents, Nina and Boring Brett all like flood the field. <laughs> and he stands back, but they're all like clapping for them. Y'all, this is a Little League father-son game. What are we doing? Yeah. And they're like, they move out to the pitcher's mound. Like they move away from the line of players and they have their never been kissed moment. I was just going to say one of my all-time favorite movies, but super problematic because the teacher is kissing a woman who he thought was a student. And they have that same sort of like on the mound kiss. Yeah. My next, did you see that? Thanks to Mike was a screen grab. I will put it in our show notes at meganandwindy.com. There are street signs with absolutely no names on them. (laughs) It is bizarre. I asked Megan, I showed it to her. I was like, do you think like they just blocked them out here? Are they so specific to this neighborhood that they didn't want them there one of them says north and south but it doesn't say north and south main street it just says north (laughs) south a big blank green space underneath and the other one is literally just a blank green sign so funny to me i wonder if maybe they were supposed to be like chase tainer way and they didn't go back in and oh maybe they fix up the food truck which actually i thought was quite a fun sequence of events like Mm -hmm. the cleaning up i like a, a renovation montage me too i liked that a lot and i thought it looked quite cute when they were done with it but she's, oh, we don't have our permits for food, so we're just going to go pick up food from the diner and then drive around with it. And I was like, that sounds terrible because you know what's not good is diner food that's been sitting in the truck. French fries that have been in a box and for they, two hours. And orders like, she's, I'll take three corn dogs. I'm like, that corn dog's been in that truck for at least a half an hour. Who soggy. wants a soggy corn dog? Yeah. And my other question, and Mike brought this up too. They're like, it's time for the grand reopening of the restaurant. When did the restaurant close? The restaurant needed a little refresh. Oh, okay. But they, like, do it all in one night. Yeah. Maybe we missed a step? Yeah. I need the the retconning. Is it... (laughs) Are they like, oh, Jessica has been ignoring the restaurant to fall in love with Chase, so let's pretend like this was planned and the restaurant was closed in preparation for a grand reopening. That's how we're going to make this make sense. Perhaps. What did you rate? The perfect catch. Two stars. Girls Gone Hallmark. I gave it three stars. Really? Right down the middle. No. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. Uh, I actually think three stars is too generous. You're, are, are you I'm going to leave it at that because I'm not going to take them away. Can we make a t-shirt that says right down the middle? <laughs> Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. Hopefully you've caught on to our current rotation of episodes. They go like this. Tuesday, we got a fan favorite throwback. Wednesday, we have a way home recap and review. And Thursday, we have a review of the latest original movie. That schedule will continue throughout the way home season. Come so back. There's a lot of new movies in February. So we're plugging them in on the Tuesday. You guys, I will leave a calendar, a schedule of what we'll be We have a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday schedule. But we are here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Throughout the way home season. Yes. If you love this podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. So leave them in the Apple podcast or Spotify apps. Thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye.